0: So I kind of look at a CTA and think about three things.
1: I think tying in uh, something witty and something direct.
0: I want to give you a few more examples of these buttons. Like Todd was saying, he's using some of the generic because it's hard when I don't know the customer. I
1: think, you know, a really great world-class website needs to have uh, multiple, you know, and in different areas.
0: Welcome to the Married to Marketing Podcast, where our lifelong love affair with marketing is second only to our commitment to each other.
1: I'm Todd Blair, CEO and co-founder of Blair Digital.
0: And I'm Laura Lair, VP of Creative Strategy, co-founder of Blair Digital, and Todd's Better Half.
1: Together we found success in business and in life by combining our talents, entrepreneurial spirit, and creativity.
0: Whether you're a marketing newbie or a seasoned pro, Married to Marketing is a podcast that'll have you flexing your creative muscles, pushing boundaries, and thinking outside the box.
1: Our mission to equip you with knowledge, tools, and strategies that will skyrocket your brand's success. Let's dive in. And this episode is on calls to action, a very important aspect of just about all lead generation campaign starts with a really great call to action, an incentive, uh, a reason to click or to download or to buy even. And I think it's probably one of the easily most overlooked areas of specifically digital marketing. And we wanted to dive into that today.
0: Uh, One thing that I noticed, we kind of did a scan recently of our website. And as I'm going through the CTAs, I'm looking because we want to be our own best client at Lair Digital. And the thing that I noticed is that it was clear, you know, subscribe, download checklist or uh, contact us, you know, it's very clear what it is, but lacking in, in talking to the pain points, which I think is really important. If I'm going to encourage somebody to click that button, what is the the passion that's going to help them to actually do that? So I kind of look at a CTA and think about three things. Who are we talking to? What is their pain? Of course. Um, And then how are we helping them? And then what results are they looking for? And that's what I really like for the button to be. And you can have the same offer, but it to be really for multiple different people, it's the wording that changes. And I think this is sometimes missed when we are writing a CTA, writing the language and really truly thinking about who we're writing it for, why we're writing it and what's going to compel them to actually push that button
1: so you're not a fan of uh my my favorite and the most classic uh call to action content being get started (laughs) get started now
0: no uh no 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 and in fact if you ask those questions like really what what are they looking for that's going to help them to push the button so if it's an ebook but this ebook is about Let's, let's say it's how to build and execute a strategy for trade shows and events. Like, what is the end result that they're looking for? Why do they want this ebook? Because they're struggling with lead generation at trade shows, obviously. But really they wanna attract their ideal customer at the event and they wanna find out what they need to do before, during, and after. So the button is actually, I want to get more qualified leads. That's what's gonna compel me to push that button. I don't wanna say download ebook, right? What I want is get more quality leads. So when you're thinking about a a call to action, what's really going to call somebody to action is not actually downloading an ebook, but the fact that by downloading it, they're going to get more quality leads. So why not make that the button?
1: Absolutely. I think tying in uh, something witty and something direct about whatever the, the offer is, or the, um, you know, it's either a, it's a call to action, you know, to, to download something or to listen to something or subscribe to something, or it's what we call a direct business offer, like, you know, talk to sales, get a quote, um, you know, request for proposal, whatever it is. And so there's gotta be something witty there uh, related to it. So, um, you know, I think of like the plumber, right? Like the the plumbing, like fix my leak that's a great call to action instead of get started or contact us, and fix my leak. If that was, you know, the issue or if that resided on a page all devoted towards uh, leaky faucets or what have you.
0: Uh, one of my favorites is actually a bidet company and they really have uh, nailed down their user, the language that they're talking to the buttons, because when you're, when you're buying a bidet, it's because you want a cleaner, right? Uh, you could fill in the blank there, and and they really fill in the blank there, and some explicit language. It always cracks me up. Um, it's it's funny. You know, I'm always looking at marketing and creative ways to use marketing to really attract your ideal customer, and voice and tone is really important when you do that. Obviously, um, your call to actions. I mean, it's fine if you say download. It's fine if you say free trial sign up because that's the product, but it's not really the action. So you're identifying the action the user takes, but it's not speaking to the end result. And I'm a much bigger fan of speaking to the end result is that I want um, I want this specific result. Let's, let's talk about um, some of the things that you can, the way that you can change language based upon who you're talking about. Like an ebook uh, that we use is called 24 Pro Tips to help you take charge in your marketing role. Well, I could say download ebook, of course, this is gonna work. If it was a checklist, I could say download checklist. But really, if I'm looking at a product like this, isn't it because um, I wanna be a better marketer? Because this ebook is about streamlining internal processes and improving ROI with better KPIs and keeping up with marketing tasks that are derailing their day. So we're there to help. And this is what our button says, be a better marketer versus download ebook. Again, there's nothing wrong with that. But it's it's really nailing and really thinking about it. And if you think about it for a minute, when you have any type of offer, whether it's an ebook or a checklist, if you if you put your customer um, in front of you and think about what do they want, what is the end result that they want to get from this, it's going to be a much easier and much more relatable, and you'll get a, a better conversion rate from your CTAs.
1: Yeah, I think you know low hanging fruit a great place to start with like what do I what do I do how do I I don't want the to get started and I don't want the contact us you know I I want it to be clear for the user but I don't I want to be above average I want to be more than vanilla Uh, every company and, and I would say every marketer within a company is looking for competitive advantage you know a leg up over the competitors go to your competitor's websites and see what calls to action they're using. And if they're using the get started, download now, contact us, get a quote, then there's an opportunity for you to spice it up. So you don't have to go nuts to where your leadership or your management, you know, looks at you cross-eyed or looks at you side-eyed about it. Um, But if nothing else, if they're using the generic CTAs, then that's a great place to sprinkle in some creativity. and, And like you said, Laura, speak to your ideal audience.
0: Well, what if you have multiple customers like we do, you know, here at Lair, we serve a lot of different industries. We serve construction, manufacturing, financial services, and SaaS, like, you know, just to name a few. So what if I have a marketing checklist and I want to customize this marketing checklist for, you know, a couple of these different industries, maybe I want to customize it for each industry specific to what they need. Well, my language is going to change in the CTA, but also the button. So, for instance, if I'm going to make a construction marketing checklist, the pain point here and and what I want to say is that homes don't build themselves and leads won't come in during the offseason without digital marketing because that's the pain, right? Both need the help of a team and a checklist so the foundation is solid. A little witty, little alliteration there. My button is build year-round, okay? So, This is a marketing checklist specifically for construction. The pain is that I'm not able to build year-round if I'm not participating in marketing. Well, if I want to use that same checklist um, and customize it for manufacturing, my language will be different because it's a different end result. So for manufacturing, I might say something like, you manufacture a great product, but so does your competition. So who wins the biggest share of the market? The one who knows how to reach the ideal customer and win more sales online. So the button in this case, they're both checklists. The button in this case, I would make something like dominate my industry because it's specifically for manufacturing versus construction is build year round. I'm customizing my CTA for the end result that each is looking for because that's the result you'll get by using a marketing um, checklist specific to your industry. Well, if it's financial services, the pain point is different. I wanna keep my client list full and a marketing checklist would help them. So my the wording in, in this case, again, three different marketing checklists for three different industries. My wording is a little bit uh, different, but nailed down to specifically their industry. So let me give you some wording for financial services. The financial services market is noisy, so how do you rise above the competition and keep new leads coming in? Digital marketing. Grow your financial services business with our simple checklist. Button, keep my client list full. So same checklist, all for marketing, customized for each different industry, but the wording changes um, and the button changes based on who we're talking to again. So let's go back to these three questions. Who are we talking to? What is their pain and how are we helping them? And then what result are they looking for? That's the button. And that's really a true call to action.
1: Yeah, let's. That's, uh, that's great. And, and how about another one? I mean, speaking specifically to yeah that's great you know hopefully somebody will download our content and, and even better they turn into a customer but what about people that i want to specifically direct to my pricing or my estimate you know request request a quote or talk to sales or contact us um, you know in the software space we talked about manufacturing and finance what about software typically it's a demo right or free free trial sign up or you know free demo free trial um you know let's let's talk through some ideas there to help those that are really trying to to get, you know, more demos, more trials, or if nothing else, just more inquiries, um, you know, where they can sales can interface directly with a prospective future customer.
0: Well, when you talk to a SaaS client, Todd, what do you think what what and this is how I would work. So I, I worked with our editorial content manager and we work through each one of these and we, we really believe in um, the power of collaboration. And so as we were talking and we're looking at something that really could work for each industry, we're asking these questions. So if Todd and I were going to collaborate and work on this, um, some of the things that we would talk about, you know, with Todd being in sales, what is the number one pain point for the SaaS industry?
1: Yeah, I, I would say getting more subscribers, getting more uh, more users of their technology, of their platform, of their software, of their app, whatever it is. They want more users, more end End users,
0: which essentially is more sales because they they want to sell that app. So, for instance, if we have an ebook that's dedicated to SaaS, you know how to move leads through your SaaS pipeline. Um, the button might be more sales, please. Um, when if we're a SaaS company and a SaaS company needs to create a button, it depends. You know, like you were talking about, Todd. What what specifically is the product that they're they're offering? Is this a Software that's going to help me in a particular way is this yeah. soft? Is this software?
1: I've, I've got one for you. Yeah. So th- let's let's say that this software uh, helps um, home improvement professionals like contractors and renovators and you know remodel companies. Uh, communicate better with their customers. So these are already customers that have hired this company to do a job. And this platform enables their customer to um, text message them or send a message through a central messaging service that this app could provide. Because uh, I'd say the pain point for the contractor or the remodel company is maybe they, ha- they do great uh, work. You know, they, they you know are awesome in their craft. But they're, you know, maybe they're not the best business people, and, and more specifically, it's communication, keeping up with not only all the communication, but the different mediums and types of communication. Because every customer is different. Some want to talk to you, some want to text, some would rather chat, some would rather talk with your office manager, you know. Um, so having that available to having those different options available to your customers so you don't, most importantly, this is a pain point the company, the contractor doesn't wanna miss communication in addition to being able to manage all the communication. So, uh, because that, you know, even if they do a good job, uh, the customers can remember it, were they proactive about communication or not? You know, you and I have been through the home renovation and improvement process, and we've worked with different contractors. And I would say if we had a bad experience outside of the job being bad, it was maybe the person that we talked to or were hired uh, didn't communicate with us that great. So this platform solves for that. What do you think would be some good calls to action if the contractor's like, oh, I got another three-star review and we did an amazing job.
0: Never miss a lead. Never miss a lead again. Never miss a lead. Well, the first thing that we do is we just start, I start typing like on a, on a blank piece of paper. I mean, you, obviously you can use a pencil and write, but I generally work on a shared doc, a Google doc, if I'm doing this with another uh, team member, an account manager or content editor and just start writing those things like um never you know the fortunes and the follow-up is what we're talking about and they're missing it so never miss a lead uh don't lose emails anymore like I, I would just start jotting down the the things that I know is happening that they want to not happen anymore but I mean the first thing that comes to mind is um is to, to, they're losing leads, that's the problem. Like, and that's the question that I would ask. I would say the number one problem is that we're missing emails, we're missing um, text messages. So in effect, we're losing leads. Um, it's also about communication um, and keeping the communication lines open with the, the customer. So the button would be speaking to that particular pain of not losing leads anymore.
1: You know, what well, you said something that's one of my favorite quotes. So I, I wonder where you got it from. Probably not but, you. Uh, for- <laughs> not me. Fortune. Fortune is in the follow up. It absolutely is. And uh, speaking of call to action. I mean, that's a great idea for above the the, the fold, above the bar, uh, better than average call to action. If if whatever it is, the offer or the, even the solution helps improve or, or talks about or it's included in a list of many features follow-up to any degree that's a great great uh call to action text to get somebody to click like yes follow-up is is hard for me and yes i want to make a fortune i'm in i'm going to click this box um one but
0: there's another thing it could also be build better relationships For, and i would just start listing them all out to see what resonates and then sometimes when we start listing these out like The fortune's in the follow-up. Be a better, um, uh, build better relationships. Maybe it's never lose a lead. Like I would start listing all of these out because we're going to use some of this content to create the text, not for the button, but also for the, the call to action itself. So you're just listing out all of the things that this person, that this construction company owner is trying to not lose leads anymore. We would start jotting all of this out because... You will use some of it that you don't use for the button. Like, for instance, I mean, I might say we all know the fortune is in the follow-up. We know that we're losing leads every day. We can't get to all the text messages. The emails get lost. Like, I would speak all to that pain. Again, going back to who are we talking to? What is their pain? And how are we helping them? And then what result are they looking for? So we would use all of that content to build what we're going to write for the CTA and then the button for... um, as well for the CTA, never lose an email.
1: <laughs> I, I totally agree. And um, one brand that I follow that I get their email is Resi. You know, we like to go out to eat and we like to get you know reservations, especially in Charleston where we live. It could be hard; They're amazing restaurants, world class, and it can be hard if you don't, you know schedule way in advance to get a reservation. Well, Resi's like a really great brand. They do a great job uh, educating me just and my local wherever I book, they, they, they're they smart about it. So they send me recommendations for uh, tried and true, you know, restaurants, but also new ones. And one of their calls to action that always gets me to click on their email is right this way. You know, wanna learn more about Momo or whatever? Right this way. And it's just like, The hostess, like, oh, your table will be ready uh, in just just a minute, you know, and then they come and get you and they say, okay, are you ready? And you say, yes, and they go right this way. And it's just like, yes, I want to sit down. I want to eat. Like, there's emotion attached to that. And I think uh, Resi does a great job there. And so that's, again, you know, a a great call to action story that I think more marketers and us included uh, need to use as inspiration to step up our, our CTA or call to action game
0: make it more relaxed instead of saying yes or no. What about sure? Right, right. You know, so that it's just like right this way. It's a little more conversational and a little less, you know, especially if you're asking somebody for their contact information, just changing the language to be more relaxed and say sure is helpful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Another podcast for another day is diving into forms, right? Um, But anything that you can do to obviously with calls to action, it's that taking advantage and, and really getting inside of their head in a micro moment because of our attention spans being so so thin and so short. Um, but, you know, once you get them past that stage, then your form needs to be top shelf. So we could certainly dive into best practices there. But um, but with, you know, with calls to action, there's so many uh, on a site or on, you know, an asset, you know, posted on social media or in a paid media ad. Let's talk a little bit more about the different types of calls to action that we see. Because it's more than just a button in an email or a graphic on a website there's different formats there's different forms um, that calls to action can leverage and i think you know a really great world-class website needs to have uh, multiple you know and in different areas you definitely don't want overkill but you need to have different formats and different types to grab people at different stages of them being on the website but also like you mentioned different stages in their journey some want to talk to sales some don't so there needs to be different formats and you know we've all seen the i'm getting ready to leave the website and there's a pop-up or a call to action box and that that might be Fine. And in some instances for me, it's kind of annoying because I'd rather just leave the website and not have to click one more time to get out of there.
0: Not if it's going to save you money. (laughs) Would you like, would you like 10% off? Go ahead and, you know, don't, don't leave now. I love that one. Don't leave, don't leave now. How about 10% off your cart? I'm like, well, okay, everybody, everybody loves a good deal. And that, that'll keep you sticking around.
1: Yeah, that's right. Well, speaking of sticky, uh, so we, we know like navigationally, like on a website, typically at the top or maybe on the left-hand side, there's a navigation and sticky banners um, can, either be in place uh, within a navigation or it could be a separate banner, you know, underneath or next to uh, a navigation bar. Um, but, but basically, it's, it's a permanent follow you around on, on the page. So, you know, if you scroll, the, the banner scrolls with you. So it's always uh, top of mind. Um, and, you know, and it's, it could be fixed to the top or the bottom of the page, but that's that's one format.
0: Let me let me tell you how I like that. And this is this is just me. I mean, obviously your business may be different, but I don't not I don't want to make it hard for somebody to become my customer. I don't want to make it hard for them to subscribe. And there are I do most of my shopping online, let me just say that. And if I want to if I visit your site or I visit visit your blog, I love you know reading recipes and things like that. If I if I'm visiting your your website or your blog and I want to subscribe. Don't make me look for it. Don't make me go to your blog page and it not be on your homepage. I, I want it. That's the place where I think there's a high value is having a sticky banner or something close to um, the header, um, like either right before the fold or um, right below the fold. But I, I'm, I'm a big fan, like I said, of if I'm dropping in, I'm like, looks good. Let me go ahead and subscribe so I can start getting your coupons or let me go ahead and subscribe so I can start getting your recipes or let me go ahead and start subscribing so I can get your blogs. whatever I'm there for, make it easy for me. so you know name, email, you know if you need more information industry like and and that's it. get on the list or or start getting recipes right now or whatever the, the outcome is that they're looking for, you know start getting discounts if you are a retail store, whatever it is that they're looking for, Make it easy for them. If I have to search around on your site to try to find a way to subscribe, it's likely I'm going to leave before I actually get to subscribe. So make it easier um, for people to subscribe to your site. People do actually want to subscribe. I think there's a lot of people thinking, oh, they don't want to get on my list. But actually, I want to get on a lot of people's list. That's how I find good deals, do a lot of shopping and get a lot of education. I subscribe to a ton of blogs for that particular purpose.
1: Say. In B two B specifically, B two B websites, there are, I know there are robust marketing teams at a lot of B two B companies, and and even so, they, they may have a content uh, marketing department, and they focus hard and long on putting out really great content. And I will tell you, regardless of the company size, I would say you know. Startups to billion dollar companies, nine out of 10 B2B websites do not even have a subscribe button anywhere on their website, not even on the blog page. And I and I agree with you, it should be in a lot of places, it should be on the homepage. Cause right, we want calls to action for those that are in different stages. I don't know anything about this company. They have some things that they do that seem interesting to me, but I'm not totally sure yet. But I, I want to see what kind of content they put out and what I can learn from them. Let me subscribe at a minimum, you know, at, at a minimum. Other than that, then there's nothing for that person to do. And we've got to make that uh, as marketers uh, more readily available and at a bare minimum. Put it on your blog page. You work so hard crafting newsletters and creating blogs. Uh, give people what they want, you know? And and I think, I don't know what it is. Like, it's missing from marketing checklists or website launches. <laughs> like, okay, I, you know, maybe even before a search bar, you know?
0: Well, I think marketing is actually missing from most people's websites. I mean, that's one thing that anybody that's listening to this podcast should do is... Um, You know, we, we can do a marketing assessment for you. It's free. It's 20 minutes. But man, have a marketer look at your website. Have somebody look at it and go, I can't subscribe anywhere. I mean, even, you know, the sticky banner is one way, but there's there's also a pop up box that at the you know, if I'm going if my cursor's going up to the little X to close out your website, that pop up may pop up and say, wait, don't go yet. Don't you want to get all of our freebies or get on our list or don't you want to get whatever it is that pops up to let them know that they can still get that? There's a lot of different ways for us to, to give them that opportunity. But having a marketer look at your website, they would be able to point out a lot of these missed opportunities to grow your lead generation.
1: Yeah. It, one one thing that I, I like kind of sticking on this subscription, subscribe, call to action uh, is... Um, leveraging the amount of customers or at the very least like contacts that you have and so I'm thinking of one client in particular that we're doing a a marketing strategy exercise with right now and they have 400 plus um, uh, commercial customers and they do put out content uh, for that audience and so great call to action and they'd love to have a prospective company subscribe and and get access to their content but like a subscribe pop-up or just a a call to action that says join 400 plus other you know company whatever the industry is you know in in your market in your industry 400 other marketers or 400 other contractors or 400 other you know insurers whatever it is
0: don't miss the boat that i mean make that button don't miss the boat
1: yeah, absolutely. You know, and, 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 and so use that to your advantage. And, and I think that's such an underserved area of um, how you know, marketers or companies in general are uh, speaking to and, and trying to entice those at you know, the subscriber level to join their list. Um, you know, add some edification there, some maybe even some social proof, you know, of, like, I look forward to their newsletter every month, or I look forward, like, we get so much. If you think about the, the compliments and the um, niceties we get about our content, um, you know, we could use that social proof, you know, within its own, <laughs> you know, obviously want to use happy customers, but uh, enticing more people through the the content that you put out there. And then again, I always think about how hard we work to produce content and for it to get missed, you know, because there isn't a subscribe button, or maybe there is, and it's just a boring subscribe button, you know, and somebody thinks, why should I do that? Well, the last thing I need is one more email when maybe that's the email they actually need to get.
0: There's a couple, you know, I was just gonna mention a a couple of other types of CTAs that we like to use um, in HubSpot um, as, You may or may not know, we are a HubSpot partner, and so we do, a lot of our um, CTAs are inside of HubSpot for our clients and for ourselves as well. And um, there's also a slide-in banner. You can have it kind of whoosh in from one side and the banner will remain as the visitors scroll across your page. So it depends on what your goals are, whether or not you wanna use a sticky banner that stays like at the top or at the bottom of the page, a pop-up box that, appears maybe when they go to close it out, maybe it pops up after 30 seconds on the site. You can kind of choose the way you do that. The slide in that comes in from some corner of your website um, or even an embedded, um, you can embed a button um, inside your content. So let's say I'm inside of a a blog and I want them to see it. I can embed it right inside the blog on any um, specific page. It doesn't have to be a blog page. So there's a lot of different ways to um, use CTAs, different places to put them. Um, at the end of the day, this is really what we want our website to do: is to convert. And this is where a call to action, like creating that passion, like what's going to make me push that button. That's that's the way that we want to create CTAs: is to create passion in the user. Says I can't not push the button.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. And and I mean, I think too, like somebody listening to this is probably like, okay. I get it like yes I can definitely get creative and I'm already creative with subject lines and emails like I get this called action but what calls to action do I use and where and you you hit on a couple things that I wanted to mention um, two specific areas one on your website, maybe specifically your homepage. You know, like that's that's our biggest impression, that's our biggest chance to get somebody to convert. Uh, but then two, within content, inline content, like blog posts or maybe a longer pillar page that's got a lot of content and links to different areas. We want people to convert on the homepage and we certainly want them to convert when they maybe find our content through search engines and they go directly to the content. They don't, they skip the homepage. Um, So on the homepage, I think there are different website visitors who are in different stages of their journey. So some are ready to talk to sales and some aren't even in tune with what their problem is. They're experiencing symptoms. So you need to have Calls to action for those audiences, and hopefully you've got those audiences defined as buyer persona profiles or your target market, uh, total addressable market, and then within that your your um, ideal customer profile. So what's what's the messaging that's going to motivate them? So. Think of it like this you've got somebody in the very beginning, they don't even know what their problem is, let's say, or maybe they do, but that's the extent of it. And they're hoping your website has some information to give them a quick solve without them spending money or additional time. So maybe that is that free checklist, or at the top of the page, or you know, if there's a little blurb about, you know, what you do for who then there's something for them to do Um, because too many pages you just scroll there's nothing for you to do except click to the next page and they don't even know to do that so maybe that's where we inject the subscribe join 400 or thousands or tens of thousands of others um, and subscribe to our content maybe that's something right away further down um, you know after you've kind of started to slow introduce your, your product your solution maybe um you know your case studies whatnot maybe there's an ebook or a a content offer of some sort so it's a little deeper than subscribe it's actually somebody that maybe is uh well in tune with their problem and now is actively considering solutions so maybe that's a how-to ebook um like you mentioned the 24 tips and tricks to own your marketing role so you know, somebody wants to do better in their job or somebody wants to get past the stigma that you know marketing doesn't do enough or what have you. And and so they really wanna step their effort up. And so that offer and that call to action would be for them. And then maybe at the bottom of the page, like above the footer even, there is that direct to business offer, like contact us, get a quote, you know, and I'm using the generics now, but the, the purpose of that call to action is I'm actively looking like, you know, in the navigation, it's going to say, you know, contact us or whatever the creative call to action is to interface with the company. But at the bottom of the page, maybe above the footer should be um, that direct to business offer. So it's, but too much of the time, and the reason I went into that is too much of the time, the direct to business offer call to action is the first thing they see. And so somebody that's, you know, adverse to that okay what's next for them to do and if there's nothing then you lose them and that's why we see so many uh, websites um, that have maybe good traffic but little to no leads you know each month coming in because it's a simple conversion problem and and calls to action solve that
0: and before we kind of close this out I want to give you a few more examples of these buttons like Todd was saying he's using some of the generic because it's hard when I don't know the customer like I have to know what is my product? What is their pain? Again, let's go back to those questions that we're going to ask over and over. And I'm a big fan of putting those questions in front of you before you start working on writing the, the, the text for the CTA and writing the button for a CTA. Um, for it to become compelling is to remember those points. So if these, let me give you a few examples of what your button could be. And I'm going to give you the text. These are, these are eBooks. So this is all an eBook. Now, every single one of these buttons could say download eBook, right? What's what's another one that you would put that's generic other than download eBook? Get my, get my eBook.
1: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Download your copy. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Something Something
0: generic. generic. So, Mm -hmm. so these are, these are eBooks. Let me give you some examples. This, this one is one that we offer at six steps to market your SaaS product. So again, let's talk about the pain here. So here's my, my my text is you've spent years researching and developing your awesome software product, but how do you take it to market? We can help generate leads and sales with a SaaS marketing strategy. So the button is market my SaaS product because this is what they need. This is what they're looking for. All their time and money has gone into R&D. We're gonna help them market their product and they're gonna use this ebook to do that, right? So instead of download ebook, market my SaaS product. Let's, let's talk about um, um, another one and maybe it's content. Maybe it's for a marketer. It's a content marketing workbook. Okay, content marketing, where do you start? You need ideas, a long-term strategy, a promotion plan, and the ability to track and optimize your results. The button is become a content creator because this is, instead of download ebook, this is what the content marketing workbook is actually gonna help you do is become a content creator. And isn't that what every marketer really wants to be able to say is that they are, um, what about one for websites? Like 25 website must haves the button here could be download ebook, get my ebook, download 25 website must haves. But really what I want is to optimize my website. So that's the button, optimize my website, an, an ebook on HubSpot. The, the button has become a HubSpot superstar because that's what this book actually is going to help you do. Um, when it comes to setting a marketing budget, the button is build a better budget. So I, I want you to think like, okay, w- what is the end result? If it's blog templates that I'm that I'm going to give to a marketer, my button is make my life easier because that's why they're downloading these templates, is because they want their life to be easier. So not only is the the button, but the text. Uh, one, I'll give you one more, an essential website launch checklist. Um, Launching a website redesign can feel like jumping out of an airplane without a parachute. What if you had a checklist so you don't miss a single detail? And the button is save my website launch. You see how much more compelling it is? It, it's really a true call to action when you're addressing the pain and you're solving the pain versus download now. That's my that's my favorite one, <laughs> download now. Don't do that, Todd, Todd knows and definitely our um, our team knows. Um, so I, I hope that this it really helps you. I'm going to push it back over to Todd to see if he has any last thoughts there. But my, my thoughts are to be creative, to not forget about your customer and who you're talking about. A lot of times as marketers or if, you know, if you're a marketing department of one, if you are an agency that's working, if you work in a, in a, a company and there's a couple of you, a lot of times we're just checking off the list and um, you know i need to write this i need to create this button they need to be able to download this and but we're forgetting about the customer in all of this and those questions again who am i talking to and what is their pain how are we helping them and then what result are they looking for that's going to be my button and if you always keep your customer and what you're solving and doing for them and what their pain if you keep that top of mind you're going to write a much better CTA You're going to have a much more compelling button. And in turn, the reason we're all here is there's going to be more leads, more deals, um, and your company's going to grow exponentially.
1: Yeah, I I think just what I'll say in closing, and I think probably marketers would agree, you know, that are in a role in a company, is your customer doesn't care about your mission statement. (laughs) They they don't care about your mission statement. They don't care, uh, you know, how experienced your executive team is, you know, all of that stuff has a time and place. So it is important. I, I do agree with that. But what they care about most is what's in it for them. Can you solve my problem? Can you help me identify my problem? Um, And then where do I go from there? And that's where these creative um, messaging tactics with calls to action come into play is, you know, and keeping them short and simple is important as well. But then also, you know, explaining what they're gonna get, you know, past that button. And then, you know, another day, another podcast on forms, you know, what are they gonna get when they fill out that form? What's in it for them? How is it gonna make their job better, Um, you know? their life better if if that's the audience and uh and keeping it simple is the key
0: absolutely well thank you for listening we'll see you next time on the marketing married to marketing podcast
1: take care everyone
0: Bye. bye now That's a wrap on this week's episode of the Married to Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Laura, along with my husband and partner, Todd. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast. Your feedback fuels our passion and keeps the marketing fire burning
1: bright. And if you're hungry for more marketing magic, be sure to visit our website, MarriedToMarketing.com, where we've got a treasure trove of additional resources, episode transcripts, and mind-blowing bonus content.
0: We'll be back next week with another engaging episode. Until then, be creative, get strategic, and never go to bed angry.